Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Gulp. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Uh, I started listening to a really interesting book by John McWhorter. It's called uh, Woke Racism. And uh, I first became aware of him on Bill Maher. And there's so few guests or interactions I enjoy listening to on Bill Maher these days. But I really did enjoy this guy. And he's sort of like me. He's just, you know, of a certain age, not necessarily Democratic, not necessarily Republican. Uh, Those parties are super extreme right now and just a sort of an independent moderate and, um, you know, someone who can see the damage that all this wokeness is doing to us. And I think people I mean, it's made me chuckle at points like I was on my walk laughing listening to it because it's so funny uh the wokesters as he calls them and 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 it's true he points out all the hypocrisy and doublespeak and it's something I deal with on a regular basis because I talk to some woke folks and they drive me nuts they're young black people who do well they're not all that young you know 30s and 40s but it's like come on what are you talking about you're playing a game that no one could possibly win and you're holding people to standards that they could never match and you feel so confident and and emboldened in your stance because, you know, there's there was slavery, and it's like, what are you talking about? It's just it was it's incredible to to hear someone who, who, um, you know, shares that sentiment. And I was saying it long before it was popular because I just, what are we talking about? And in a city like St. Louis, where we're just so far behind in the first place to be just completely inundated with conversations about race. Um, and when, when when we say race, to be clear, they mean black and white, and that's it. That's all they care about. Because <laughs> I was talking to uh, a young lady whose family is uh, from India, and she was like, oh, yeah. You know, they're, when they say people of color, they're really just talking about black people. And I was like, that is true, especially here. So, you know, it's an interesting book. It's uh, John McWhorter. Um, it's called Woke Racism, Woke Racism, and it's it's highly entertaining. And if you're confused as to how we got here or what we're going to do to get out of here and why, you know, people are even having these uh, strange, stilted, stuck arguments, you're going to enjoy the book. Uh, and I, I just started it. It, it was, it's, it's been uh, glorious because it's so nice to hear someone else be super frustrated. Because my whole thing is, okay, I got it. What's the solution? How do we move forward? People are so busy looking backwards and opining for the days of the 60s because they want to be, you know, conscious. Because really what we're talking about is consciousness, which is great, except... We're not going forward. You can keep calling it progressive. You can call it all. You can call it whatever you want, but it's clearly not moving forward. Um, People aren't futurists. They're completely obsessed with the past. And I think what's really frustrating for wokesters is a lot of people don't feel guilty. And that goes on on both sides of the slavery uh, narrative. There are a lot of white people, if you will, who do not feel guilty that their ancestors owned slaves. It wasn't them. And they're just like, I don't, I don't know what I can do for you. Then you've got black people on the other side of the narrative who feel, I think, guilty 
uh, that, you know, their relatives were slaves and now they're doing well, much better than any ancestor. And they don't know what to do with that. I think there's a lot of guilt that moves this whole entire uh, storyline. And and that's the problem. Guilt is a crippling thing. So it's not moving the storyline at all. Because let's be honest, your very, very worst day ain't shit compared to your great-grandmother's worst day. I can guarantee you that. Especially if you have family like I do that comes from the Deep South. Come on. So what do we do to move forward? I don't want to keep talking about slavery. I'm not a slave. I'm not even going to watch any more of these slave movies. I'm tired of them. I'm still alive. We're still here. I don't want to watch that. You can't even hardly find a contemporary story about a black man and a black woman being in love. Because why do that when we could show a slave movie? Ugh, don't get me started. Too late, right? Also... I decided I have a pretty hard and fast rule. If I don't trust you, I can't like you. <laughs> and if I don't trust you, I don't want to talk to you because I don't want to keep thinking like, can I say this? Can I do it? I mean, there just comes a point where you age out of that, right? Like in high school or I don't know, depending on your personality, there are times when you're like, oh man, the, the intrigue is this person. Like you kind of get off on like trying to figure somebody out. Well, I'm just, I think I've aged out of that. I'm not interested in that. I just, I, I'm tired of, you know, trying to figure out what I can say to who I can say it. And this got to be a secret. And I can't tell, you know, like, I don't, I have enough on my plate. I am really stretched thin. I am as close to being completely overwhelmed as a person can be. And I just don't want to live like that. I don't, I'm not interested. If I don't trust you, then we're not friends and I don't like you, period. And uh, that's easy. I can do that. (laughs) I can ignore the fuck out of a lot of people. I'm good with that. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like I've been in Game of Thrones for the last few years here. And I I don't want to be in Game of Thrones. It's an interesting television show. I don't want to live it. (sighs) So anyway, uh, life is interesting. Uh, My mom is, you know, I... I just can't express enough how strange it is to watch someone's brain completely deteriorate. And it's weird because it's not like a on with my dad when he got diagnosed, he was okay for about 2 or 3 years. Then at some point his his memory just dropped off a cliff. He didn't know who I was. And maybe I withdrew from that process because I wasn't his caregiver enough that I didn't see that it really goes more in waves. Like with my mom, it's like one day the the waves are reaching the shore and she's making connections. She's remembering a few things. And, the, the, and then the other days, the, the waves are just out. Nothing's making it to shore. She just can't remember anything. Um, she can't find the right words. Comprehension is down. And it's weird because it just it's different every day. The mood is different every day. The energy is different every day. Um, I don't know. I personally just don't want to age that way. I, I would rather just, you know, I don't want to lose my brain. I don't, want to, I don't want to have a dope life, which I do have, and then not be able to remember it. That seems terrible. Um, so I don't know. My friend Nick always promised he'd make me a Toxatini if I uh, <laughs> if I get that diagnosis. I'll make you a Toxatini. Like, thank you. 
because I will drink it and go out into the woods because I am not interested in my brain becoming peanut butter. No thanks. I know, it's kind of grim. Merry Christmas! <laughs> well, it's weird to me because it doesn't feel like Christmas as much as it feels like the end of December. Um, I don't know. It's been a tough year. Lots of ups and downs. Lots of victories, though. Lots of wins. My win book is filled with a lot of good things. A lot of goals that I had, I met. And I'm really pleased about that. Uh, my Turo business is going well. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Turo. It's a great app if you're traveling anywhere in the continental United States and I think Canada. Check it out, T-U-R-O. Get yourself a, a, you know, I don't know if it's cheaper than a rental car company, but you can drive different things and you can work more within your budget, you know, and you can drive cars that you wouldn't be able to get at the rental counter. You know what I mean? So I uh, try to give a concierge experience. Um, I'm competing with the rental car companies that have fleets of vehicles, but uh, I, I try to do my best. And if you're coming to St. Louis, nobody wants to live here, but everybody's got family here. Uh, check it out. You should find my cars in the 631 uh, area code. And uh, yeah, look us up. And check us out. The cars go out pretty fast. So if you know you're coming and you know you're going to need a vehicle, I got you. All right. Please be well. Please be safe. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you're just on the market for a a book that kind of makes some sense out of this nonsense, uh, check out Woke Racism uh, by John McWhorter. Um, And if you kind of just want to uh, just a great book overall. I recommend my favorite book this year was Radical Feminism. I think, what was it? No, Radical oh, by Dr. Shafal. It was fantastic. A Radical Awakening. Um, it was a book. Uh, I think the, the next little part of it is something on feminism, but it was a really good book. I recommended it to several women uh, and men. Uh it's it's not like it's groundbreaking in terms of the things it talks about, but it is just nice to read it out on the on the page, and and spread it all out for us in a, in a very digestible, relatable way. Fantastic book, A Radical Awakening by Dr. Shafali. Um, I recommend those two books and uh, the High Five Habit. Is that the book I read? I think, yeah, The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. That was really good. Um, If you're also looking for something unique on YouTube, Tom Bilyeu's channel, very fascinating. He always interviews some of the best people. And I got two of the books I just recommended to you from Tom Bilyeu's channel. So um, let's get ourselves nourished and excited because I think 2022 is going to be a banger. It's going to be a banger. We're going to see a lot. I think what we're really witnessing here is a big shift in our way of being on this planet. I uh, I feel like truth is coming out. Things that have been done in the dark are coming to the light and justice will prevail. Like I uh, told a coworker, she was asking me if something was going to work one day. Pretty high profile situation. And I was like, we've got God on our side. And that's just the way I feel about it. So, you know, things are going to work out. 
And like I said, 2022, some stuff is going to come to the forefront. The truth is going to be revealed and it's going to be up to you to decide how you deal with it, what you believe and what you don't believe. But I think some shit's going to come out that's going to be unbelievable, but you're going to believe it anyway. Okay? That's what we're going to do in 2022. God is on our side. Be your best.